This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Wednesday, October 3rd, 2018. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Anne Arundel County is continuing its buying spree of purchasing land. The county executive, Steve Shu announced yesterday that the county intends to purchase 71 acres of land in Millersville for $7.9 million. The property is located along Hospital Drive and is going to be developed as a park or a school. Now, the money is going to come out of the land acquisition fund, which has been created for projects of this type. The council will need to approve it, and they are up for a public hearing on October 15th. Earlier in the summer, Shewitt announced that he is looking into purchasing the 160-acre Bell Grove landfill in Brooklyn Park. There is still no deal on that property, but that is still in play. And most recently, he had purchased Turtle Run at Deep Cove, which is a 140-acre property down in Churchton. And in a statement, the county executive said, As Anne Arundel County grows, I am committed to ensuring Glen Burnie and Millersville communities have adequate land for their educational and recreational needs. This agreement will ensure these residents will enjoy an enhanced quality of life for decades to come. More open space in Anne Arundel County, I can get behind it. In the sound of music, the question was, how do you solve a problem like Maria? But here in Anne Arundel County, it is, how do you solve a problem like John Grasso? Celine Sanfelice from the Capitol has an interesting article that Grasso is not making too many friends with the Council on American-Islamic Relations. The Council is citing several Facebook posts that Grasso made denigrating Muslims. And when Celine got in touch with John, he said, Screw care, which is the acronym for the Council on American-Islamic Relations. I don't give a crap about them. Care has also called on Governor Larry Hogan to renounce him. And Hogan's office responded and said, yeah, no, there's nothing for us to renounce. And quote, the governor has not and will not ever endorse John Grasso for anything. Ouch. Now, the post started back in September 14th, and he shared a photo that read, One nation under God, not Allah. America is not a Muslim nation. America is not an Islamic nation. American is a Christian nation. Two days later, he followed that up with another photo that said, let this sink in. The same State Department that found it impossible to rescue four Americans in Benghazi now tells us they are going to rescue 200,000 Muslims and give them our benefits and housing free of charge. Your government no longer has your best interest in mind. Ten days later, he shared a Cambodian website article titled, Share if you think President Trump should ban Islam in American schools. Now, Grasso is running for state Senate in District 32 against his Democratic opponent, which is current delegate Pam Beidel, and never one to shy away from a fight. As he finished up his interview with the Capitol, he accused the newspaper of running a hit piece on him so that, quote, that crazy liberal Beidel can get a one up on me. He warned the newspaper about the consequences of publishing an unfair story. I'm telling you right now, as a promise, you will regret it. Grasso later did say that the statement was not intended as a threat, but it was indicating that he would stop talking to reporters for the Capitol if he were treated unfairly. Oh, John, 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 John. It is officially oyster season here in Maryland and also in Virginia, but the bivalve status remains a little bit unclear after all the heavy rains we've had this summer. According to Allison Colden of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, oysters require a certain amount of salinity to survive. They're a brackish water species, and we do have some concerns for the oyster population, seeing that all the fresh water that's come into the bay over the summer. 
The degree to which the populations may have been impacted will become evident as watermen begin to harvest the oyster beds over the coming months. And Maryland is currently preparing its very first ever stock assessment of the oyster populations to learn whether the management strategies implemented over the past 30 years are resulting in populations that are growing, shrinking, or staying the same. Previously, they used to measure it based on the harvests, but that didn't take into account factors such as the economy, the demand for oysters, the resources that fishermen have, etc. So we may be in for a rough time with the oysters. Some good and sad news out of Howard County. Howard County Council has voted to demolish 19 buildings in historic Ellicott City in an attempt to reduce the risk of devastating flooding in the town. Under the plan, which did pass by a majority, 10 buildings will be destroyed in the most flood-prone area along Lower Main Street to enable the widening of the channel which carries the water through the town. It's a five-year plan. It was announced in August by County Executive Alan Kittleman, and the county is going to be able to borrow $16 million and transfer $17 million from money that's already designated for other projects. After the vote, Kittleman did issue a statement, and he said, This plan will save lives and protect the future of Ellicott City. I look forward to continue to work with the community and other interested groups in the coming months to make Ellicott City stronger, smarter, and safer. If your car was stolen in Maryland last year, there is a good chance that you were driving a 2010 Honda Accord. According to the National Insurance Crime Bureau's report for 2017, the number one most stolen car in Maryland was the 2010 Honda Accord. On the national level, the Honda Civic was the most stolen car, specifically the 1998 Civic. The Honda Accord was number two, with the 1997 model year being the leader. And the reason they're stealing these older models, they feel, is because the 1990s models did not have any anti-theft technology like they have in today's cars. And finally, as we wrap it up, your phone will go off at 2.18 this afternoon, and it will be President Trump calling. Well, not really. The Trump administration is going to be sending out a message to more than 200 million U.S. cell phones this afternoon at 2.18 p.m. And this is a FEMA project which will send the alert. The message will bear the headline, Presidential Alert. The phones will make a unique tone and will also have a special vibration. And the test has been scheduled to ensure that the alert system would work in the event of a national emergency. The message will read, this is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. No action is needed. They will be doing a separate alert on TV and radio at 2.20 as well. It's designed that in case of an impending missile attack or other national emergency, the president or his representative could send out an actual alert immediately. Government officials estimate that upwards of 225 million U.S. cell phones, or about 75% of them, will get the message. Cell phone users can currently opt out of natural disaster or missing children alerts, but presidential alerts are not opt-outable. Yeah, that's a word. And we have President Obama to thank for this. This is a law that he signed into effect in 2016, requiring FEMA to create a system allowing the president to send cell phone alerts regarding public safety emergencies. So I will say at this point... Thank you, Obama. That is about it for the news today. Please make sure you're checking in on ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day. Make sure you're giving us a recommendation to your friends and colleagues and coworkers. And hang tight because we've got George Young with DMV Weather and he's coming up with your local weather forecast. My name is LaToya Congolo. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and addictions therapist. Every day I see the terrible effects of the opioid epidemic before my very eyes. People are suffering. Families are suffering. Go to aacounty.org heroin 
There you will find some simple advice about opioid medications. Step up and be part of the solution. Doctor's orders. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Surprise, it's not George Young, it's me again. George must have been out late last night and is probably still asleep and slept through his alarm clock, so I'm going to try to hack away at the weather today for you. Thankfully for me, it's pretty easy. Today, you're looking for a mix of clouds and sunshine, high of 80, but summer is going to hold on because it is going to feel like 84 degrees. The low will be 66. Tomorrow, it's going to be hotter still, high of 85 and more humid. Just what we need low of 65, and that is actually the opening for the boat show, and it's the VIP and preview day at the boat show. You can get more information about that at annapolisboatshows.com. On Friday, we really get a break in the weather. The range of temperatures is 65 to 73, partly sunny. Saturday, pretty much the same thing, 64 to 76, partly sunny. Sunday is the Lifeline 100 bike ride. Temperature ranges from 70 to 83. That's a little bit of an ug because I'm doing a 35-mile ride on that one. Be interesting to see how that works out. And Monday looks to be a spectacular day. A lot of people have it off. It is Columbus Day, and temperature range will be from 70 to 79 degrees there. For some reason, I don't know whether the boat show is this weekend because it never is a great weekend weather-wise for the boat show, it seems. But boy, Thursday, it's a little bit warm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday perfect weather here in Annapolis. Make sure you come down, check out the brand new boats, check out some used boats, and maybe buy one for the spring. This is John Fernay sitting in for George Young, who is probably crashed out and pushing the snooze button on his alarm clock one more time. And while my weather forecast is accurate, it's not nearly as accurate as DMV weather. Now, I've sort of pulled mine all together from DMV Weather's app, as well as AccuWeather, Dark Sky, and a couple other things to get everything together here. But definitely check out George Young and DMVWeather.com. He really does have a good knack for forecasting really hyper-local stuff, which is exactly what we need here in Annapolis. So that's it for the weather. It looks fantastic. There's no rain in sight for the next five or six days that we can see so far. Get out and enjoy it. Here's to the teacher who spends her weekend helping children who need a little extra attention. To the soldier who missed the birth of his baby while serving overseas. To the EMT working full-time and taking night classes. To the police officers and firefighters working long hours away from their families to keep our families safe. Here's to you, our hometown heroes. I'm Alan Hyatt, Chairman and President of Severn Bank, and we know there are many heroes among us. Men and women who serve without expecting anything in return which is why we're honored to offer our Hometown Heroes program to educators, law enforcement officers, firefighters, first responders, healthcare workers, and military personnel. Whether you're opening a checking account or buying a new home, we're here to give back to you. Learn more about our Hometown Heroes program at SeverinBank.com. Severn Bank, here with you. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, eyeonannapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. 
And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.